I'm Rebecca Roanhorse, author of Resistance Reborn, and you are listening to the Living Force Podcast. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Oh, it is draft day. A Utini Podcast Network production. Today's our draft. Episode 178, Spies and Scoundrels Draft. Party? No, it's draft day. On this episode, wedding fashion for the Star Wars fan in your life. Whatever, Captain Auto Draft. Your Star Wars book reviews. Let's talk about the draft. And we're on the clock as the Utini crew drafts characters to their Spies and Scoundrels team. Good luck with the draft today. And now, here are your hosts. Another successful draft. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Henkel, and Wes Jenkins. Hello, everyone! Welcome to the Living Force Eugenie Network podcast, all about Star Wars books, Star Wars characters, and tonight, the spies and the scoundrels of the galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight in the bowels of the draft room are three of the best dudes in the business, starting off with the man, the myth, the soon-to-be-traveling quite a lot, Dr. Corey Helton! Hello, hello, that is correct. Happy Monday. Uh, getting a little stressed with all the traveling I'm about to be having to do. I'm just, you know, it's so insufferable that I just have to go to Hawaii. It's going to be terrible. Oh, man, I'm just so upset about it. Boo! Uh, boo! Boo this man! It's so, it's so sad. I was just telling the guys before the show that uh, I'm going to go through four airports on Saturday, and I kind of hate flying, so I'm <laughs> not looking forward to, like, I don't know, 19 hours of traveling or something ridiculous next week. It's going to be insane. So As you know. long as at some point you look at your wife and say, this is why I hate flying. Exactly. This is why I hate flying. Yep, I'm going to show up to the, you know, the good news is the next time you see me, hear my voice, I'll probably have a Mai Tai in my hand. That's the only benefit here. Oh, my goodness. I sure hope so. Uh, But you know who I think should have a Mai Tai for no other reason than, uh, for no reason, just have a Mai Tai. It's Dr. Charles Hankel. Where's your Mai Tai? I need a Mai Tai, guys. It has been a day of taking some L's. I'm not going to lie. It is, I've had an all-day fight over uh, setting this Wi-Fi up, trying to get it better at the new house. And, uh, you know, I tried to take out some of my aggression on Pokemon Diamond after that on the old Elite Four, and I lost. And uh, so here I am now. Wow. So I refuse to lose this draft. You heard it here first. I'm coming out of this with a win because otherwise... I don't know what I'm going to do, and I don't have Hawaii to look forward to like some of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, Charles, as you're taking a drink, i got to ask, who's your, who's your Pokemon starter? Who, who's my first starter? And, yeah. I mean, I was, yeah, let, let's I'm go using... OG because I, I stopped at Mew. I'm going to oh, be honest with OG? you. I'm so sorry. It, I who's went Charmander starter? every time. Charmander That's every very time. solid. <laughs> yep. I think Charmander's got my heart. Squirtle's got the tactical, though, because Bubble is just so OP. But you know who is the bubble slash OP slash best starter there is on this podcast? <laughs> Wes Jenkins! <laughs> Wes, wake up! Hello, everyone. Um, I actually just got back from traveling. I was not on the show last week, but uh, I kind of wanted to be on it because I was just as confused as everybody else. Um, so <clears throat> I went to Clinton, Iowa, where most of your milk jugs are made. So... Um, <laughs> I stuck my hand in the plastic pellets where milk jugs get made, so my DNA is in inside somebody's like That's disgusting. Uh, Someone's sprite. Awesome. And then I also I also ended up at Chicago O'Hare Airport and I asked Eric to come hang out with me. And you know what he said? 
he said the traffic is too bad. I did. And it's, all, it's an hour away. I'm like, we're an hour away. We're 12 hours from each other now, and I I traveled 11. And you can't travel one? <laughs> no, you, you you absolutely proved your dedication to the friendship more than I did. I'll be 100%. You win. I was like, and for any of my Chicagoans okay. out there, you know if a buddy says, want to come hang at O'Hare? <laughs> nope. Uh, <laughs> the answer. Oh, but to all of you who might be in airports, or you might be home, or you might be cutting the grass, doing the dishes, walking the dog, welcome in tonight. Uh, like we said tonight, is another one of our draft episodes. We'll go over that format a little later on in the show. Uh, but we first off want to say thank you so much for spending some time with us on your podcast. Uh, what is it? Catcher of Choice? Uh, or here on YouTube. Uh, make sure you're uh, leaving some comments. Let us know what you're thinking about the show. Anything you want to see us talk about. Or, of course, your own draft picks later on. Before we get into that, we do want to send a congratulations to friend of the show. Beth Revis for the Princess and the Scoundrel debuting at number 12 on the New York Times bestseller list. Um, I think we start to take for granted that Star Wars books are going on the New York Times bestseller list, but that's like all the books. It like is. all of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, know? the major novels certainly tend to hang out there uh, when they come out and stuff, but uh, it's it's always refreshing to see it. And, you know, I... I feel like it's always especially refreshing to see it with maybe, like, I don't know. Is it fair to call this a little more women-centric of a novel? I feel like yeah, it a is. a romance book. A romance yeah, book. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's well, especially good to see that there. Yeah, I definitely. I just started it um, on the way to work today and the way back, and it is a continuation of Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And the first part is, so far, it's great. It's not a romance novel yet. But it's really, really good. Like you're, you're getting into everybody's head about what's happening after, after um, the second Death Star goes down. So, pretty good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I can't remember the <laughs> yeah. last time one of these didn't make the New York Times bestsellers. Yeah, that's me neither. A good problem to have yeah. as a fan. Yeah, no pressure, all future authors. But like, this is what we expect now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, it's got but raving also, reviews. Everyone seems to really yeah. like it. Uh, it's. It sounds like. The team has loved it. We gave it a really high review too on the on our team. So we you know, did. Uh, it's exciting to to get this book out. Like I don't know, it, uh, Return of the Jedi wasn't on my bingo card for the year. I gotta say, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I, it, it feels it's fun like it. it feels like all the of all the films that you know get sort of like touch points from the books and stuff. Return of the Jedi weirdly doesn't get that many. So no, I, I don't know that I can remember the last time we got. Anything with Return of the Jedi is the is there going to be a from a certain point of view uh, for the Return of the Jedi? I mean, I absolutely. So. There's no way that? they'd they'd flood that next marketing year? by not doing it. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Next year is free money. Yep, it's mm. free money. Next year is the 40th anniversary. <laughs> um, and if there's not, you heard it here first. Egg on our face. But uh, yeah, I'm guessing <laughs> it's gotta be coming. That's, that's uh, such a weird saying. Isn't it? Is it? A weird it's, saying. Let's just not say that again. It's so dumb. <laughs> All right, yep, not on my face. Uh, I do want to <laughs> say. One other cool thing uh, about Princess and the Scoundrel is that it keeps getting a lot of press coverage. Like, a lot of major outlets are really pushing it in a nice way. Even today, as of recording, there was this new release from freaking Variety Magazine. You know, the folks that do the exclusives on all the new shows and the movies and all these things. Uh, But they actually revealed, as we're going to put up on the screen here in a moment, um, Tara Phillips's full concept art for Leia's wedding dress, which we had again seen in the cover art. But this is a a totally new image that, especially for the cosplayers out there, um, this is the full dress in all the, 
I mean, breathtaking detail. These pictures are gorgeous. And if you haven't seen them and you're listening to us right now, head over to the Delray Star Wars Twitter. But we got the front of the dress here in the glorious green with the belt, seeing a little bit of the boot because Leia's showing a little leg. It's her wedding day. Get it, get it, get it. Mm. Um, but then we also do get the back of the dress that shows a lot of the details at the bottom um, with a lot of the intricate patterning. And again, the Alderanian braids that she's still wearing in honor of Bria and a lot of the flowering and stuff. And I was just really kind of blown away um, that, I mean, Corey, you mentioned it when we, when we posted it, that variety was like, this Star Wars book made a dress, let's reveal yeah. it in our magazine. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. I mean, I think I think part of the issue is now, I'm just realizing this as well, I think I may have sort of crossed wires with variety in Vanity Fair, like in my mind now, because those are different. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. And, yes. and uh, <laughs> I did mix those up at first thought. But still, Variety Magazine seems to be like a kind of a, sh- a surprising choice, I guess, for the for the exclusive. And like, it's cool to see it in a major, you know, publication like this, because, you know, Star Wars books are often kind of overglossed. I mean, we would rather have clickbait, you know, articles about how Solo didn't do well because of reasons that are not true. So, you know, it's good Denny's! to see It's good to see it in, uh, you know, publications like this. It's cool. And a, a photo reveal of a dress? I mean, it's an odd, it's odd, like, I don't know, marketing initiative, I feel like, a yeah. little bit. Like, and this far after it came out, too. Like, it, it, it debuted, and they, but, they, but it, I mean, this is marketing. This is just regular yep. marketing. And it's, I think, right. we're, like you said, we're not used to it with the books. So it's so cool to see it. And if that looks familiar to any of you that are looking at the picture, Tara Phillips is actually the artist that also drew all the covers for the Padme trilogy, the Queen's trilogy, and our very own Jacob Bush actually uh, – B- Bush? Jacob Bush. Now I'm second-guessing myself. Jacob, <laughs> you stayed in my home. Anyway, but Jacob <laughs> Bosk uh, actually put together this really cool gridded image of uh, a mock-up of if this was the fourth book in the trilogy, you can see Tara's work, and now I'm like, I kind of want this to be the paperback of, yeah, of dude, the book. Yeah, dude, it belongs, man. Look at that like, picture. Look it looks like it belongs very, very well. And also, I just want to say that the dress is, it has Padme's hands all over it, in my opinion. Absolutely. Like, it Absolutely. looks like something Padme would wear and design and is perfect. I love this yeah. image that you okay. made, Jacob. It looks really good. Yeah. yeah it looks great. Yeah. So Jacob says you're mixing that, up his man. name and his his actual name and his Twitter name. <laughs> online friendships are hard. That's like, even, even if you meet them, it's like, who are you? What was your Twitter profile? I know. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Beth Revis and the whole team for the continued success of that book. And again, if you haven't picked it up, we're doing our roundtable in three weeks from tonight. So yep. you got plenty of days. time. You got- if you're new here, we do roundtables 30 days after release. So you got plenty of time yes. to read it. A lot of folks like to, you know, rush and get that. You know, get that content out immediately, but we have realistic expectations about how fast you can read a hardcover novel in as, exactly. as a working adult. So, <laughs> yeah, 30 it's days after release, right. we'll do the roundtable, and uh, it's going to be fun. I'm excited to do this one. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, team. Guys, it's awesome. Uh, another couple quick shout-outs we have. I want to let you all know what's going over on over at Uchini.com. Uh, this week, we have some cool updates to some of our main guides that actually got released. Um, a lot of folks have used our What is Canon and Legends article in the past, the What's the Difference Between the Two, and it's one of our most visited pages on the site, but we haven't updated it in quite a while. So our very own Gia, one of our newer writers on the team, one of the most lovely human beings you could ever meet in the world, uh, put a ton of work 
into updating that guide and now if you've visited that page in the past it looks a little different there's some new stuff we mentioned things like the high republic some of the video games that have come out and just to really help folks out with that distinction between canon and legends and with things like the essential legends collection a lot of stuff has happened since we first wrote that guide so check that out and our very own carl updated the guide to the uh, star wars timeline uh obviously with things like the timelines book that's coming out later this year and our timeline constantly being updated and i will say them being the most accurate uh timeline on the star wars internet uh we had to redo that article as well so check those out uh we do try to update our key articles as often as possible so thank you both for your contributions on that and to the entire team for all of their continued work over at utini.com another huge thank you goes out to our friends at Patreon. Patreon.com slash Utini or Utini.com slash Patreon. Y'all, as we said last week, got our full commentary of The Rise of Skywalker. The four of us watched the film. There were two versions that were published over on Patreon with and without the movie sounds, depending on how you want to listen. We've gotten some pretty good feedback from it, and a lot of folks have been getting in their Rise of Skywalker feelings lately. I saw on Twitter, Discord, and YouTube comments after last week's episode, a lot of folks kind of diving back in and having thoughts about that film and all that feedback is so cool to us and we hope that all of our friends on Patreon are enjoying that as well as the extra content that is coming your way. As always, uh, make sure to reach out to our Patreon manager, Timothy the Amazing Guthrie. That's not his middle name, but he is though. Uh, And let him know what kind of things you want to see from us here at Utini. Alright, last couple things before we get into a book review. (sighs) Haven't done one of those in a while. But I want to remind you all that at utini.com, you got to keep track of the release schedule. It's the most up-to-date release schedule on the internet, and you got to make sure you get your pre-orders in for The High Republic, Paths of Deceit, which is starting Phase 2, starting on October 4th, and The High Republic, Quest for the Hidden City, because remember, the middle grades matter a ton, and they're freaking awesome, and that comes out on November 1st. All right. It's been a hot minute since we've done one of these, but... We have book reviews! That's right, folks! Uh, We always love to have book reviews at utini.com. We have a lot of, uh, not civilians. What am I looking for? What's the name of people? Readers? Site visitors? Community Uh, readers, yeah. People. Users? People? Citizens. Citizens? It's just citizens. (laughs) It's just, yes. People. It's not a navy. It's just people. (laughs) Just people. But one of those people is people. But one of those people uh, wrote a book review of The Princess and the Scoundrel. It is possibly the longest, most in-depth we've ever had. So here's what we're going to do. Charles, you always read the book reviews, and I'm not going to make you read this entire thing. I want you to read a bit until you feel a natural point, and then throw it to one of us. We're going to pop. Remember popcorn reading back in school? Been, <laughs> we're going to popcorn this review all about Princess and the Scoundrel. PTSD because, from or no, elementary school. <laughs> not Princess and the Scoundrel, sorry. This, this is actually this Shadow like- of the Sith. It's a shadow of the Sith. Okay. My mistake. All right, right, cool. I was going to say. Hit it, Charles. You got this. All right, so this is from our buddy Alexander, who reviewed Shadow of the Sith, uh, and he gave it five stars. said, a thrilling adventure. goes on to say, from the very first chapter, I knew this novel would be one of my favorite Star Wars books. Having finished it now, I can say it absolutely was true. Christopher's skills at making characters both true to themselves and very compelling has a lot to do with it. I went into this book completely blind, as I do most times. And having seen only the cover art, I knew nothing more than the characters that were on it. Coincidentally, on the same weekend I got this book in the mail, I was in the middle of a long overdue sequel sequel rewatch. Best timing ever. 
That was it? That's what you do? All right, you're good. That's, a, <laughs> that's one of the bullet points. Someone All right, else take it away. <laughs> Did you ever do popcorn reading? Aren't you supposed to call on somebody yeah, you else? Yeah, call on somebody, Charles. That sounds terrible. Jesus. Okay, audio listeners. Now you're going to hear from my friend, Eric. Eric? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Charles. The story told in Shadow of the Sith was designed to answer questions and does so in a meaningful and compelling way. It does a great job at giving depth to things that otherwise would have remained succinct lines of dialogue unaddressed. The first part of this book is a real page-turner, and I mean it. I couldn't put the book down. The chapters alternate different points of view, the families, Luke's and Lando's, as well as Ochi's, and some mysterious interludes. Let me tell you, with the significant stack of Star Wars books that I've read so far, never have I ever found one that did so well when it comes to finding a character's voice. Every point of view is so unique, and it shows and it shows in how different the author's writing is with each character. I was completely amazed at how Christopher wrote Ochi, especially in his intro in Chapter 5. Both of the antagonists are absolutely fascinating in their own way. Ochi is pretty straightforward. He wants one thing, and he's determined to get it by any means possible. The second one, that I will not name, is enigmatic and powerful, a luring menace, inevitably leaving us with an unquenchable thirst for more. Who is this strange being, hidden in the shadows and secrets of a mysterious mask? What do they want, and how far are they willing to go for it? These chapters really tease my curiosity. And now, audio listeners, you'll hear from my friend Corey. <clears throat> will you, though? Will you, though? As much as I love this novel and the whole crafting of the story, I have to admit that it took me a lot longer to go through the middle of the book. I can't pinpoint exactly what it is. Maybe the pacing that just can be off at times, in my opinion. Maybe the chapters that center a lot more around Lando and Luke and a lot less on Ochi. I don't know. It's probably just me but I, uh, because I always want to read more about Ochi, and I'm not the most passionate person about Luke. Also, don't get me wrong, there's nothing bad with the middle of the book. It's just my impression. It took me a while to get to the point I was looking for in this story. Everything's a matter of perspective, right? From a certain point of view, if you will. Ooh. Still, it gives off the feeling that it needs to when the characters are forced to slow down because they're facing dead ends. It's my first time ever reading a work of Christopher's. I'm probably not the best person to talk to about the writing, but I had a feeling that uses of certain words or expression may have appeared a little redundant at times. Quite often, the characters are described smiling or grinning. It felt both repetitive and a little too cheesy for me, I guess. Would have appreciated to see a bit more diversity in the vocabulary choices, but it's fine. Everybody needs a bit of happiness in their daily galactic adventures. That said, Shadows of the Sith also takes on the challenging task of telling a story that builds a lot of ties with other Star Wars media, referencing events and names the curious reader will be glad to hunt for. To quote only a few of them, the seeing stone on Tython, as mentioned, was previously seen in The Mandalorian Season 2. One of the character pilots, a tide, one of the characters pilot, a TIE defender that was part of the project originally led by Grand Admiral Thrawn, and some of the Sith relics that were mentioned also appear in the Lando comic series. To talk about the physical side of the book, the context clues introducing each chapter coordinates and timeline are a nice addition and help keep uh, and help keep up with the multiple points of view and the back and forth between then and then and now overall the graphic style is a welcome detail to draw attention to certain things i like the use of different font and some of the dialogue as well as the chapter's headers needless to say the cover art is also does a great job at drawing your attention it's gorgeous wes you have to read now go wes <laughs> this book gives sequel fans a lot of new pieces of the puzzle that we were missing as the plot unfolds, we get to discover some secrets that were hinted at but never truly revealed in the movies. Ray's parents are given names and a super interesting backstory. Not only are these characters' storylines very compelling, but their presence also gives us the, the agonizing sensation that a clock is ticking louder and louder until Dathan and Miramir meet the tragic fate. Uh, spoiler alert. Meet the tragic fate that we all know awaits them. <laughs> We're also given a better insight as to why Rey ends up as a scavenger in Nima Outpost on Jakku. 
working to pay back her parents' debt to Uncar Plett. Or the debit card ran out. It's one of my favorite <laughs> Star Wars novels so far. Shadow of the Sith has definitely given the sequel fan in me a lot to feast on. In my opinion, the highlight of this book is the backstory and exposure given to characters that were not granted enough screen time in The Rise of Skywalker and Christopher's talent at finding the right voices for the varying points of view of every chapter. If you've been waiting for something to bridge the gaps of the sequels, if you're just dying to get another Luke and Lando adventure, or if you're always the first to ask for an epic adventure in space, then this is a must-read for you. Amazing. And Alexander adds at the end, what to read if you want more? The Rise of Skywalker novelization, Last Shot, the Lando comic, and the Darth Vader comic. And... This is so. This is easily the longest review we'll ever read on the show. But the reason <laughs> I did it was because I gotta say, this is what's so cool about the community that I love is that all of you that are watching and listening and reading, like we write reviews, we talk about the shows. This is like a full length review with recommendations on the site that you guys can go to utini.com and find. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll tell you what we think. But there are people all like you, listeners and viewers and everyone that are constantly reviewing books on utini.com, and you can get these reviews. Give them a thumbs up if it helped you find a thing, help recommendations, and if you liked a book, write out something like this. Tell people where to go next, because we are all on our own individual journeys, and Alexander, just great job. I'm so glad this book did so much for you. And of course, folks, if you want to get your review written on the show, maybe a little shorter, that'd be fine, but go to utini.com, go to the book profile of whatever you're reading, Scroll to the bottom and give it a star rating, a title, and write it on out and help people find their next Star Wars read. So we're bringing these back on. Uh, very excited to get book reviews back. Thank you all so much for everything you do. And now it's time. It is Kevin Costner starring in Draft Day, everyone. Um, <laughs> so. Such a good movie. I'm, I've, I've never seen it. I'm watching it at a fantasy football draft next weekend. Like, literally, we're going to draft and watch the movie. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, for those of you that may not be familiar with the draft episodes, it's okay if you don't like sports. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. We're okay. We're okay. Um, what these are, uh, we all like ranking things and, and, and building teams in our head, right? Remember when you were a kid and you're like, oh, what if Luke Skywalker teamed up with Lando? And no, that's a book. What if this person teamed up with this person and these things? Throughout our history on the show, we've had various drafts where we have a list of people in a certain category, and we pick people. Like in an NFL draft or a fantasy football draft is obviously the inspiration. But then by the end, we all build a team, and then you listeners get to tell us who did the best job and what team you liked. And as we go through it, we get to say why we like these certain characters, what books, what movies you can check out these certain characters in. And all y'all in the comments live tonight, I hope you help us figure out maybe if we're between two. We'll talk it out. Tell us who you would put on your team and such things. But before we get into some specifics, and I, I want to ask you guys kind of your initial thoughts going into tonight. I'm going to tell everyone how this draft is going to work because in honor of the upcoming series Andor, ever heard of it? Um, oh, yeah, which by the way, I didn't say I totally went to the Rogue One IMAX thing and saw a 10-minute thing from Andor this weekend. It was incredible. That show's going to be perfect. Um, (laughs) In honor of that, we are doing a Spies and Scoundrels draft. Uh, This is all the folks that are going to be going on heists, that are going to be doing maybe some slightly shady illegal things. Um, And fellas, tonight we are building a team. You're planning a heist? Just like in 
to my left here, Timothy Zahn's Scoundrels, or in James S.A. Corey's Honor Among Thieves, maybe if you want some scoundrel books. Uh, but And you can build a team of five to get the job done. And what would any f- draft be without a draft board? Wes, if you would be so kind as to throw our board up on the screen, and I will tell our audio listeners a little bit of the folks that we are picking from. This is the full board, minus one person, and it features such folks like Cassian Andor, Han Solo, Mon Mothma, Tobias Beckett, Vi Marathi, but we also have some legends, people like Dash Rendar, Cal Katarn, Winter, and then of course we got some favorites like Dexter, Jetster, all kinds of folks that have either been spies, that have been scoundrels in their lives, and we're going to go in a snake order and uh, pick our favorite folks. Now, to address this already, Stephanie brings up a great point in the chat. She says, where's Hondo? Not everyone made it. Not everyone made this initial <laughs> cut. Um, however, Hondo missed tryouts. Um, <laughs> however, he slept in. Yeah, he didn't make it to it. He, he you know what? You got to have the the fifty three man roster, and at a certain point, you just got to make cuts. Um, so I'm going to go around, guys, and ask you a bit of draft strategy. So when you're thinking of a heist team, what are some what are some features you're looking for? What kind of folks do you want? Well, who's going to make up your best team, Charles? Looking at this crew, any initial ideas about what kind of people you want to make uh, aboard your ship? Yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you, Eric? You want me to I tip would, my hand know. before we start? Yeah. Here's, here's the thing that I think is important. Um, rather than go for big names, right? Because we could all just choose like the most well-known, maybe the most beloved scoundrels out there. I really want to think about what purpose would this person serve in a heist. And there are mm-hmm. definitely some mm-hmm. people on this list who might be like, Tier 5, or let's call them Tier 5 for like a Star Wars canon exclusive reader. But mm-hmm. if you really look at what they bring to the table, they're like a first round draft pick. So there's some sleepers on the board is what I'll say. And Ooh. I do intend to pick up a couple of them. I love that. Corey, any thoughts? Because I know because you there's some of these characters, especially you as a, as a more seasoned Legends reader, are more familiar yeah. with as well. Yeah, you know, I was uh, I was looking through the list a little bit um, and kind of thinking about some of these characters, and uh, yeah, there are a couple of legends picks, but you know, interestingly, as we know, sometimes the key to winning the draft is not necessarily to pick the best team, but to you know win the hearts of the community. So Ooh. we shall see. Team geriatrics, how this- right, Wes? That's true. No. We'll see how this uh, plays out. Who are the oldest You're people? Right. On people this are, show? Old, are, are <laughs> yeah. over the age of seventy. Yeah. Can I put on my team? Yeah, it doesn't so, look like many. Geriatric. If you, yeah. If you all did, go back, and listen to our Jedi Council draft to to hear the the, the legendary Apoorancis's wisdom of, of no. Wes. Wisdom was the key in that draft. Yeah. Wes, so just, for me, yeah, Wes, what are you thinking? <laughs> so for, I mean, just like Charles was saying, I'm picking certain aspects and key attributes that each one of these characters can bring to the table. They all have to complement each other. Mm-hmm. You can't have five five characters that all are smash and grab or all like manipulation. You have to, you know, get a good mix. So I think the the team with the good mix, the best mix, if you will, is gonna be the winner. I like Not that. the one that wins over the hearts of the followers, Corey. <laughs> yeah, well, Jeez. I know the game is played. That's going to get you last sellout. place like every <laughs> other hate the player. I hate the game, Wes, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I like where we're going. I will say, 
I, I'm, I'm going to be constantly battling with myself tonight between trying to pick, trying to overthink and not overthink. Because I'm going to try to make, is there a, maybe a secret? But sometimes maybe you just got to grab Han Solo. You know, like, they're like what is it going to be? And really, we want to know who's going to be the Mace Windu of the draft is really the secret. <laughs> who's going to fall to the bottom? Who's going to get who's stuck with alive. someone? Uh, but okay. I'm excited. I think I think group chemistry is great because I think y'all might might take someone that I, I want to put into a slot. And now maybe two of my people might get into a fight because that's a, that's always a good heist, right? Every good heist has the people that that fight each other and, and argue too much and that can tear you down. So I'm uh, I'm excited to go in. And before we go, obviously, we need a draft order. And what better way to do that than by completely randomizing it in a way that seems to always benefit Corey, though. I'm just saying, every single time we do this, <laughs> it seems to work out. But, Wes, if you'd be so kind as to pull up our uh, our wheel of names. Okay. Who is... So, take us first, away. first pick. Are we doing first pick or are we doing last to first? We'll do first pick, and then we'll do snake okay. order. So, we'll go 1, 2, 3, 4, 4, 3, 2, 1, 1, 2, 3, 4, etc. Here we go. First oh pick gosh. goes to... Why am I nervous? Round and round. What That's the an hell? exact tie, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be well, possible. This is a freaking computer. It's supposed to pick the... <laughs> wow. We couldn't just, have recreated uh, this if we had a real wheel. I just want to point that no out. Way. For our, audio, <laughs> but, for our but, audio listeners, it landed right in the middle between Wes and Corey. This like, is like in the, in the playoff the game between the, the Cardinals and the Packers where they did a coin toss for overtime and the coin landed vertically. That's what, what just happened. Do All you... Right, do what even right. is this? What is this? Do it app again. Do it again. It's a, it. it's a fight to the death, Corey. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> this is what this is. This is different than the one you usually use, which is uh, not a good sign. We love uh, names we usually it, use. So Here we go. Do one more time. Yes! Come on. 101. That's me. All right. So I never that means I need to take Eric's name off the list. That's right. Let me update the spinner. Wow, that didn't work right. <laughs> Wes Corey or Charles. Charles. Wes or Corey Charles. Corey Charles are together. <laughs> All right. All right. So let me update the spinner here with Charles' thinking. name. Oh, you can't yeah, think here yet. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, I can't, I right. can't think. No, th- no thoughts. Here, here we go. And spinning for round two, or pick two Give is me that. Corey. Corey. That's nice. That's Corey's nice. pick two. That's, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then there were two. So, Everything's working it's perfectly. It's just me and you. It's just me and you, Charles. Update the spinner. <laughs> this is it. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. I Charles. You get that? It's fine. Right, I'm third. It's fine. I got the, the I got the last. I got the last and the turn. So I got two yeah, picks in the Yeah, you got the, the turn. Row. Okay. No problem. Okay. No problem. All right. All right, so let's give you a a, a review of the board. Ooh. Yes, please, please. A, re- a review, review of everyone of the that's available. Here. Okay. Everybody got a good idea? Yep. All right. Because I can, I can review this all I want. You guys have to look at it from memory. It's also in our <laughs> it's outline. A, it's an outline. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> all right. So um, for our audio listeners, we have 20 people on the board. We will each make a team of five. Um, and I'm going to start off the, the scoundrel, the spy that we want for, uh, for our big heist here. I'm, guys, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm grabbing Han Solo. I'm going to be on solo. <laughs> and I will say why briefly. Um, I get this is probably a more obvious one. For me, I have obviously read the most heist with Han, and I got to say, <clears throat> he's a good planner, 
But there is no one better when things go wrong getting out of a jam than Han Solo. Did he get frozen in carbonite once? Yes. But he got out. So, ultimately, all his life, he grew up He grew up on the streets of Corellia. You know? He was running, he was running, running scams when he was nine years old. He may have been related to royalty, maybe not, depending on canon or legends. But I'm grabbing my main man, Han Solo, with the 101 pick. Happy to do it. And, Corey, I'm throwing it to you with, with, with number two. I'm happy with Jonathan Taylor. I feel like we should be able to throw some shade at everyone's picks. Like, you know, put oh, a yeah, little, we can. Put a little <laughs> you know, thought in at our And Han Solo, mind. my guy? Yeah, throw man. shade at Han Solo? <laughs> Someone's got to do it. And what, 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 what are you I'm going to say that Han Solo, to a degree, is as good as the people around him. Like, you mentioned the Carbonite. He's not getting out of that carbonite without his entire team. He didn't get himself out of that carbonite. You know what I mean? Like Chewie is right hand man. He's True. he's not the same scoundrel without that team around him. So I'm going to be interested to see who you put around him because I think it makes a big difference. That's a good I point. I also agree. I could be getting I a great it, running back with no offensive line. Yeah. I think yeah. if he hadn't ran into uh, Obi Wan Kenobi and Luke Skywalker, he'd have so many bounties on his head that he would have been dead by Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> well, he won the lottery with that, though, right? Like, he just happened to be <laughs> yeah. in the right place at the right time He's lucky. because, like, he owed a bunch of money to Jabba the Hutt. The bounty hunters were looking for him. Like, you know, what, what would he have said to Jabba if, uh, you know, if they hadn't added that scene back, like, in the special edition right. where he steps on Jabba's tails? Oh, yeah. He's like, you know, Jabba, just give me a little more time with double the money. It'll be great, you know? Well, yeah. I don't know that uh, you know he would have had to lie through his teeth about that. So maybe he would be dead. Let's just leave it that way. You'll be yeah. dead. But I will say, I got. You know what? True or false? The <clears throat> moment that Leia jumped up in the in the slave Leia outfit and killed Jabba with a chain and immediately erased how Han Solo's dead, he's like, "I'm gonna marry her." That's it. <laughs> That's the moment. All right. All right. Happy with it. Han starting on my team. Uh, Corey, you got the entire rest of the board. All right. Heist. We're having a heist. We're having a let's see. We need a, we need a heist leader. I probably also would have chosen Han first. I'm going to take the obvious second pick in my opinion, which is Lando Calrissian. Although nice, nice. I, I will say this is an interesting pick because this is young Lando, young Lando, but not young Han. <coughs> so interesting choices that we put on the board here. Mm. Young mm. Lando is different than than older Lando. So I'm not sure what that means, but I feel like of this of these choices, he would be a, a good heist leader, I'd say. I think so. I think so. I I think to to follow Charles's example with a, with a little fun shade on it, I think Lando's a good heist leader. I also, I don't know if he's going to keep give everyone their cut at the end. I don't know if he's going to try to cut and run. But uh, Oh, a, sc- a scumbag, if you will. A scoundrel <laughs> among no, scoundrels. <laughs> Exactly. I will. I'll give Corey okay. this prop. Nice his team is probably already going to win best dressed. Like his team might not Damn complete it. the heist, but they'll look good trying. Yeah. That's You're strange. right. Check it out, dude. Look You're at right. the God. We don't know. We don't smarter. know what fur that is. What fur do you think that is? It's not Wookie, is it? Wookie. Oh no, it's probably um, uh, 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 Nerf. <laughs> Terrible. It's probably Nerf, right? Is probably. Nerf just like it's cows? Like Nerf cow, is cows. Though. It's cow <laughs> like it's cows. It's cows. It's leather. That's what a leather jacket Cow- is. Cows, cows don't have hair like that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Han and Lando, one and two, makes sense. Uh, I mean, come on. It's Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey. You know how it's going to go. Uh, number three, Charles. All the, both both OT scoundrel captains are gone now. Uh, so yeah, where are we going? So I think I am going to 
go with someone else who I think is right up there with them. Okay, Dexter. They okay. might not have been there since the original <laughs> trilogy, but I'm going to Charles, choose. I'm going to scream if you pick this. If you pick the one, <laughs> I'm, I'm choosing Cassie and Andor. I'm choosing okay. Cassie nice. and Andor. Nice. Okay. I think he's a leader. He's good in Damn. combat. He's good at proper espionage. He's been in this fight since he was six years old. Okay. <laughs> he was invaluable. Listen now. Six Listen. years old. He was invaluable in pulling off arguably the biggest heist in the history of the Star Wars galaxy with getting the Death Star plans. Okay. That's a good point. You know, we know sadly he's willing to pay the ultimate price, which shows his level of dedication. There are others on the board. Yeah. I don't know. Lando, who maybe wouldn't have done that. I'm just throwing that out there, especially young yeah. Lando. And. You know, when we officially get the Andor series, which we don't have right now, I think it's going to be an even better pick because we're going to see more of what he can do. But for now, I'm still quite happy to have Cassian join my ranks. So your your justification on picking Andor is your leader. He's your leader of the group. He can lead. He doesn't have to be. Depends on what else happens. All right. Okay. I'm not getting into your strategy. Hey, Wes, listen, man. (laughs) (laughs) I I will say. Cassian was my other choice for 101. I think this is a great pick. I think it's awesome. I do think it's an odd strategy that you're like, well, he'll die if he has to. Bold move. Um, for a <laughs> leader. You only have a four, four or five four team. on your team. Um, you, know, yeah, you, know. you know, emphasis on if he has to. I'm not sending him <laughs> somewhere with a thermal detonator in his hand, you know. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Too soon, man. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. That's solid, a rock. Solid pick. I mean, we know these are all going to be five out of fives to start off, and <clears throat> he's the, literally the inspiration for why we did this. Um, very solid. I ho- honestly, I will say here, Han and Lando have a decent amount of EU stuff, I think, as far as like, they got their own trilogies and legends. They're a little more canon stuff as well. I hope we get more Cassian books. I think that the series may be taking place at that, but I love more Cassian, um, even though we know where he ends, which is on a beach in an explosion. <laughs> just, let's just leave it at on a beach. <laughs> <laughs> on a beach. On a beach. Oh, Wes boy. has the turn. Okay. You got two picks. I got two picks. So this is the board. I am going to go with a character who is on the inside, who knows what's going on within the Senate. God damn it. Is also mm-hmm. as the wherewithal to give some of that deep information to the Rebel Alliance so they know exactly what's up the Empire's sleeve. And that, my friends... Is Mon Mothma? Damn it! I picked her because she is the best. God, as the, I'm as the leader. I'm going to say choice. the leader yes. of my group. She's on both Dang sides it. of the coin. Um, I mean, you picked all the good ones in the beginning, so I'm just going to going to say she has. If Leia was up here, then that could have been a that could have been a tough choice with me because she was on both sides. But I need somebody that's on the inside. I need some manipulation in my group yep. and that's where Mon Motha comes from starting with the spy that it's uh, it's a great choice I and all the words left my brain as she came on the screen <laughs> oops um uh, no. same okay She's gonna be a total star <laughs> of the show Starting with with your leader as a spy is very interesting I mean obviously she's like the leader of the rebellion we've seen her coordinate a bunch of great heists if you will um, very interesting huh don't I'm not done yet so I get oh, my yeah. turn. We're not done yet. My, so I get, I come around <laughs> oh, wait, for round on, wait, two. Wait, I get the first on. pick. Let's recap. Recap for no. anyone that 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 these the whole first round. Okay. We started okay. off. Okay. My team has Han Solo. Corey has Lando Calrissian, or Landonis Balthazar Calrissian. 
Charles has Cassian Andor. Wes has Mon Mothma. All right. I have these written down, so we don't have to remember these from, from scratch. Excellent. All right. So, round two, pick number one. Um, I'm going to go complete opposite. I need somebody with brute strength, somebody who can actually get things done mm-hmm. in the dirty when I needed to get them done. And that, my friends, is going to be Chewbacca. I need the muscle Choice. on my team. You took so Chewbacca away from Han Solo, willingly. That's right. Uh huh. And so <laughs> I that, need that was my next choice, Wes. So good, good call. As wow, as the bodyguard, he can't really blend in as well as as another spy. Oh, so you saw him at Pasana. He can, you know, <laughs> duck <laughs> down slightly. <laughs> That's true. Wookie okay, stand that. out in he a also, crowd. <laughs> he also wears goggles sometimes, so that can kind of throw you off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> goggles on the scouting report. Where's goggles? Did it? Got, well, it's, yeah, it's obviously from uh, Battlefront 2. So. Yeah. <laughs> Mon Mothma so that's my, Chewie. My first picks on, the, on the, the last pick of the first round, Mon Mothma, and the first pick of the second round, Chewbacca. So that comes around back up to Charles. Yeah, I'm in a tough spot. I'm in a tough spot because I was hoping to get Chewie. I thought he'd be a good, uh, a good counterpart to Cassian, kind of take that K2 role, if you will. Um. Man, I'm between two picks. One, I think, is one of those sleepers, whereas the other, I know, is a crowd favorite. Uh, what did your right. heart tell you? All right. Here we go, guys. <laughs> that Frodo is alive. I'm, I'm choosing someone who I know Obi-Wan Kenobi would have recommended. Wow. I'm choosing Dexter Jetster. Damn! I'm, I'm doing it. Let me tell you no! why. Let me tell you why. Four arms and a mustache. Wow. He's like Alien Tom Selleck. Okay, he's a great choice. <laughs> he's he's muscle. He's smarts, and he's got connections. Right, like he's deeply connected in yes. the underground. He's knowledgeable. He immediately recognized the Camino saber dart. He, yep. You know. It, this all goes a long way. Not to mention, he'll keep your team well fed. Y'all didn't think about that, did you? But y'all, you got to right. eat. You got to eat. Yeah, so, something like you can pay him in cake. Exactly. Right. So diner readings. pecan pie. So oh, I yeah. want That's him right. primarily in the muscle role, but he's also got all in those the, connections. In and the so, kitchen. Yeah. And, and also <laughs> in the kitchen, he makes a mean sandwich. I don't know. But uh, I forgot about right. the connections role. Yeah, in, in that. Brotherhood, that is a really they, they smart. go to a lot yeah. of that in, in Star Wars Brotherhood. Yep, he's made a few appearances recently that I guess we won't say just yet either because there's still some time before certain things are said on this podcast. But regardless, right. Dexter Jetster is joining Cassian. Wow! I also, my God, the <clears throat> scenes of Cassian and Dexter Jester together would be just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, it would be a really fun dynamic. Okay, all right. Uh, Corey, back to Corey. Dang, those were. I the think, second uh, round is way more brutal than the first. <clears throat> one. It is. It is. I honestly think the number two slot, like uh, you know, like when you do the spinning the wheel, like whoever gets to go second is arguably the worst in. The game. You may, be right. the you may be right. I think it is because you you don't <laughs> get the you don't get the obvious choice in the first Are round. Are you already conceding defeat? Corey? No, that's not true. You don't get the you don't get the winner in the first round, and by the time the second round rolls around, you've already lost two, four, five, six people are off the board right now. So, you know, this is a tough spot. I'm in a tough spot. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but I do think there is another obvious choice, and mm. you know, 
he has been paired up with Lando before, and Lando might not like it. He might not agree with it, but he'll take it. <gasps> Tobias Beckett. Oh. Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think right. uh, I think okay. Beckett is uh, I think Beckett is natural leader. I think he's well connected in the smuggler world. I think he's of the people on this board. I think he's probably most likely to have you know inside information on a heist that nobody else would have. So that's solid. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Uh, Corey's team Man. is turning on each other. I just want to already <laughs> I just want to already <laughs> completely. <laughs> they, all have, they all have. They all have uh, different agendas, if you will. Mm-hmm. Lando is taking off in the Falcon, and Tobias is trying to shoot the rest of the team. <laughs> yes. Do what you got to do. All right. Less members I of the like team, it. larger percentage of the cut. All right, that's all <laughs> okay. I say. <laughs> Dang. It's always about money with you. <laughs> all right. All right. Eric. Coming to the end of the second round. I'm, I'm on the turn now. Um, I'm going I'm to do my first pick pretty quick because I think there's a clear one for me. That may not be obvious to you, everybody, but I think she is going to work very well with Han specifically, mm. and that's Vi Marathi. Um, I'm going to bring her in. Nice magpie, um, a great spy, and a person that's really good at being subtle and action when she needs to. But I think she'll be a good balance to Han. I think that if Han doesn't again, he doesn't have Chewie, um, doesn't have Land, doesn't have any of his usual compatriots thus far. Working alongside Vi, someone who is very experienced at keeping a low profile, getting intel, which Han is not necessarily great at, but Han gives the more bravado and stuff, and Vi can always follow along, get them where they need to go. I think they'll be a very good complement together. Uh, also, Vi is just great, and I met her. She's a personal friend. Uh, she's just this year. You have a personal connection with Vi. <laughs> yes. So, uh... So that brings our second round to Wes grabbed Chewbacca. Charles grabbed Dexter Jetster. Corey grabbed Tobias Beckett. I got Vi Marathi. And then the third round here. Now we're getting into some interesting oh. folks. Because uh, I got my, my pilot slash my kind of action it. one. I got my spy uh, who's going to get us in anywhere we need to go. Oh, man. I think, I think here... Looking at the board. Okay, okay. I think I am going to grab someone who... Ah. Okay, someone who has some tenacity and yet has a good head on their shoulders, can get into the action, but can still be a little low profile. I'm taking Jyn Erso. I think I'm going to take Jyn Erso I was waiting for it. (laughs) Yep. This is a tough one. Um, All right. So... Uh, there, it's neighbors just, are going to be mad at me. This this team has, <laughs> your team has very, very little loyalty so far. That's all I have to say. That's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, Land. It's not like Lando and Beckett who are pillars of loyalty. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got Jin, Vi, and Han. I think have all been through some <clears> hard <throat> times and all found the rebellion of their own accord. I think, which is interesting. That's right. All came you just in. have to make sure make sure they witness some personal tragedy together before they go. Oh on the yeah, I know. Nothing bonds like trauma. Nothing bonds like total they're trauma. Not, they're not going to be interested until something bad happens to them. So you know exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm taking Jin to be like the 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 heart of the whole thing, um, and to just she's got that kind of rocky energy, right? Like 
This, you're gonna get hit, but you're gonna get. She's always gets back up, always gets back up, always gets back up, and I think adds the tenacity to my squad. Um, and she can d- d- wear a disguise. That's also key. True. So <laughs> happy with Jenner. So uh, start okay. out third round. I got one. I'm hoping to fall to me. Her. We'll see. Okay. All right. Back to, right, back to, uh, you, back you, to you. me. Um, I'm so far uh, just building, you know, the the team from solo, and I'm going to continue that pattern <laughs> by choosing Val because that, I think oh, that uh, I, I think that this. I think that's that good. Tobias and Val uh, are excellent together. We've already seen that. Um, you know, Val is not afraid to do what she has to do for the mission, even mm-hmm. if it concludes sacrificing herself. Uh, obvious pick, I think. Good choice. Nah. Choice. Having, having Beckett and Val together is very key. That was yeah. I think that yeah. I think that works better together. I'm not sure Val would work super well if she wasn't with Beckett, in my opinion. So I think that I think the pair of them make an excellent team. Split them up. I think Tobias would be lost, and he was in solo. And yep, yep. You know, I don't know Val. I don't know Val is probably tougher than Tobias though. So I don't know. <laughs> that's a good point. I wish line. I would have known that's what you were thinking. All right, I picked Val on my second pick to ruin your draft. And that's what I I'm here that. for. You would have right. just had a defensive draft. It would have just that's been it. totally. How do we mess with their you're, people? Okay. You're right, though. Tobias is a better scoundrel with Val, so your previous yeah. rounds pick has improved based on this round. I'll give you that. Because Ooh. it was crap before. It was really bad. Also, Val doesn't well. have a last name, I guess. So that's good. Cool. No, she doesn't. I, <laughs> yeah, when I was researching for this, she literally doesn't. It's Accord. Cool. Okay. Val Accord? The Val. The Val he's going to play that Val Accord. <laughs> All right. Um, is it my turn? Oh it is, is your turn. You got Cassie in right. the decks. Listen here, guys. I, uh, I marked a few people on this draft board as first or second round picks for sure. Okay. And all of them are gone except for one. <laughs> And I could not be happier to introduce this person to my team. If you're not familiar with Legends, let me tell you, this was one of my sleeper picks. I'm choosing Winter. Yeah, you are. Winter sells yep. you guys. Winter's basically, let me tell you if you don't know, Leia's like sister, kind of, growing up. Not, not actual sister, but they were like super tight growing up. She's from Alderaan. Uh, she was off planet, escaped the destruction of Alderaan. She was a spy for the Rebellion and later the New Republic. Get this, though. This is what really makes her special, other than the fact that she kind of looks like Storm from the X-Men. <laughs> um, she's got a photographic and audiographic memory. Okay, She can recall literally any information she's ever been privy to. All right, so boom. It's insane. Uh, yeah. She's good friends with Admiral Akbar. She attended yep. Luke Skywalker's wedding to Mara Jade. She works closely with Rogue Squadron, and in fact, she herself marries Tycho, who is like yeah, one of the very coolest people with Rogue Squadron, from Rogue Squadron. Like I said, she looks cool. Not to mention, she was created by arguably the father of Legends, Tim Zahn. Okay, he's the one who created it. It's true. She's an absolute top tier pick from a real world yep. perspective and an in universe perspective because no one else mm-hmm. on this draft board can do what she can do. I'm picking Winter. She's as close as you can get to like kind of having a droid on your team. Yeah, that memory. Like yeah. having all the uh, and she she features in Scoundrels, actually by by team. She does himself. indeed. So that's right. I w- uh, I'm trying to think of how I can say that's not a great pick. So it's a good pick. I having Dexter and Winter both Intel. Interesting. Oh yeah, too much Intel is never there. a good thing. You're right. Uh, no, too, yeah, you're right. Too much Intel. You know what? You have, you, you have room for things to, to, to go wrong. What do you? What is your improviser? Uh, 
you know, when things went wrong with Cassian, he got blowed up. So I don't know. We'll when things went wrong with Cassian, he shot a guy in the back in cold blood and climbed out of an alleyway. Fought himself to freedom, <laughs> sir. God, he's so cool. <laughs> he's <fair>. so cool. <laughs> Damn it. You're right. <clears throat> All right. Cassian, Dexter, Winter. All right, Wes, you've had some exclamations. Uh, some of your picks got taken this round. I, I know. Um, That's true. Yes, I, you wanted Dex. You wanted you thought about Dexter Jester as the one on one back when we came up with this draft. So I know you, I know that was a, hit, a hard hit for you. I did because well I ended up picking last and then I realized that I have to put a heist team together mm. that complements everybody and not just what I what I actually want. I wanted I wanted Dexter Jester and Lando and Han and you know that's not going to work because those are obviously going to be picked in the first round. So um, my. First pick, last pick, sorry, last pick in the third round. Ooh, this is going to be a tough one. Um, I have I, uh, my train of thought here is I need somebody that can slip through the cracks but also um, is kind of is athletic and, like, jump through a window and get through there without making a noise. Huh. Chewie can't do that. Chewie's going to get his, his fur hung up on something, right. and he's going to scream. He's, he's going to howl out loud. So, yeah, I need somebody with parkour. Um, <laughs> so uh, there's two that I am debating on, and I'm probably going to pick both of them because I have this one and the turn. Okay. But, um I'm going to go with Iden Versio. Dang it! As, I, oh, <laughs> I didn't think she was going to make it back. That's my last pick of the third round. She also has worked on both sides of the Empire and the Rebellion. And um, she she has a daughter that's also in the Rebellion. So I think I get two-for-one specials, uh, I, I believe. Depending. Come on. <laughs> she's on oh, another yeah, mission. I, she's, a, she's busy. <laughs> <laughs> so I pick Iden Versio because I think she is the more stealthy of the group, and I need somebody that can get in to, you know, some tight places, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be a prisoner ship or a city building, something. Yep. So, and the people that I have on my list right now cannot do that. Mon Mothma is there making deals and getting intel. Chewie is the muscle, and I need Versio as kind of, kind of the leader, I guess. I don't actually have a leader right at the moment, I don't think. But that's who we I'm picking right leader. now at the end we of the We just kind of work as a unit, and there's like everyone has equal say. Uh, point uh, of personal privilege, Eric. I just want to say <laughs> that uh, <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> Corey, Corey I, I hear you, and I respect your point of view. Um, from, my, from what I'm saying, <laughs> it actually will not either, no. So, yes. having said that, I think... I get the sleeper of the leader group of the person who's going to head up my 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 heist, my team of scoundrels and spies, and that is going to be Galen Urso. That's very solid. Galen Urso is going oh. to be my leader of the group because of his knowledge of the way that he can manipulate his his way into a situation and make him feel um, accounted for in a way that they can't get rid of him. So, uh, he lies. He can learn to lie. He he lies very well. It was a a great characteristic for a scoundrel. So, and that's what we're doing here, folks. So, Galen Urso is the first pick of the fourth round. Man, this is God. You got Urso Versio. That's good. I like that. I like. I, I. I. It makes me want 
what we could have had in an alternate universe of Mothma and Galen Erso working together. Like, yeah. if they'd That'd actually be been able to combine and bring and bring Galen back to the Rebellion, you know, like... The Rebellion could have built their own Star Destroyer, and they could have, like, fought in space and shot at each other. <laughs> it would have been amazing. Yeah. Just two Death Star. Two Death one's Stars. a Death Star, one's a Life Star. <laughs> yeah, it's a Life Star! <laughs> <laughs> their beams Guys, connect, we... like, the wands in Harry Potter, and it, like, shoots all this liquid everywhere, yeah. you know? That's what happened. Padme's ghost comes out of it, and it can stop! And it's like, no! <laughs> God, it would have been. You know what? That, that it would have been called the Life Star. It's like, is this beam killing people? No, it's Life Beam. Of not. It's like right. light. It's still killing people. All right, that's a solid. Charles, that's very Charles. Solid. You are up next. The board I is just, dwindling. I want to take a second to point out that the if the ends of names yeah, sounding alike is a point in our favor. I have Winter, Dexter, Jetster, and Cassian Ander. If you say it like <laughs> in the trailer. <laughs> What the Ander. hell? Cassian Ander. Ander. Um, <laughs> that is. That is how he says it. All right. So you're right. Things are dwindling. Things are definitely dwindling. But I still see an obvious path forward at the moment. And I'm going to choose who I believe to be the only Force-sensitive person on this board in Kyle Katarn. Damn it. Kyle Katarn, guys. Yeah. Oh. Former yep. Imperial, right? So he understands right. the whole Empire side of things. If he, you know, I don't know what this heist is going to be. Maybe it involves that. Maybe it would help for him to know. Um, is there a head in that helmet, Wes, in this picture? I don't know. <laughs> um, there got to be. He definitely has, has no respect for this person's no, face. Even no respect. <laughs> Uh, so Kyle Katarn, he's force sensitive, right? He was a, essentially a scoundrel. Uh, he was uh, sort of a spy-ish character for the rebels, and he was force sensitive. Later, found this out and did become a Jedi, as you may be able to piece together from the picture that you're yep. seeing here. This looks to me to be like either fan art or concept art for the <laughs> Jedi Outcast series. Because it's definitely yeah, right. He's holding the gun that you carry. That gun. That's what. That's what yeah. clued me off. Yeah. So the. <laughs> I played a lot of that when I was a kid, so there's a sentimental aspect to this too. But yeah, sure. I mean, now I have the force on my team, guys. So mm. there we go. That's helpful. That is helpful in a heist. It doesn't uh, hurt. Is it? I mean, I guess. Yeah, say, I mean, bright, bright blue lightsaber though. I big read, gun. I read all. Loud. <laughs> I read all of Scoundrels, and there was there was no force <laughs> abilities in that one, and they did pretty well from themselves. <laughs> yeah, you see. <laughs> the, Kyle Katarn has one thing that nobody else has that's really going to hold him back, unfortunately, in this situation. And it's really going to bring down your team, Charles, and that's ethics and morality. Like, you can't have that kind of stuff right? You're right. when you're trying you're to right. rob somebody. You know what? So, oh, oh, sorry, Corey. You're talking about weaknesses. That's weaknesses, yes, exactly. Weaknesses, yep, that's right. It's non-strengths. That's right, non-strengths. See, your team is weak. <laughs> Okay, all, all right. right. The pickings are getting slim. We are down here in the lower ends of yep. of the choices the here. Part, we're out of solo characters now. So we I are out of solo characters <laughs> now. That's tough for you. And you know what? We are. You know, my strategy: winning the the hearts and minds of the of the community. Oh God. It can really backfire on me here at the end. Uh, you know, we don't have a lot of characters left. A lot of them are very Legends-heavy characters that may not be recognized. So I'm going to take a risk, take a, take a strong risk, and not pick someone who has an amazing like reputation and people are going to be super familiar with. I'm going to pick the Legends pick on here because 
I think uh, I think it's going to be recognized by the community, and that is Mission Val. Nice. It's I thought you might go, go with here. Mission. I thought you might go yeah. out here. I'm going to go with Mission. Uh, you know, from a personal point of view, uh, Kotor is one of my favorite games of all time, if not my favorite game of all time, Star Wars, anyway, and. Uh, Mission is an interesting character. You can get to know her a lot as uh, as the game goes on, and you have a lot of kind of really personal moments with her character early on. She was orphaned on Terrace and uh, met uh, a Wookiee, Zalbar, who had a life debt with her. And, uh, you know, if you get... He's not on the board, but if you get Mission, you get Zalbar. So that's just kind of how it goes. Yeah, she'll just text him and he'll show up. Um, also, you know, funny enough, uh, reading about mission, I forgot that this was a thing. If you play Dark Side at the very, very end of the game, you can basically use the Force to make uh, Zalbar like kill mission, and it's really dark. Oh my god! <laughs> and he doesn't. No! I don't think he. I don't think he does it. Like I think. I don't think he does it. I think. The, I think that was originally going to be in the game, but like they they didn't wow. let it be in the game. Uh, but he doesn't do it. But he gets really mad at you, and then they both try to kill you, and then you kill them both. So you know. <laughs> She's you really great. Never happened. About so this how game. does that work uh, for your team? <laughs> you know. She might She's a good get spy, though. You, you don't really have across, any spies you know? on your team yet, though. Yeah, no, you have, I don't have a lot of spies. A lot of actions and spies. Yep, yep. Uh, mission is she's small. She can get in small spaces. She's a computer whiz. Um, you know, she can hack and slice stuff. And uh, yeah, not the type of hacking and slicing that Calcutta will be doing, but you know, still useful for the team. <laughs> Less decapitations, more technology. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. I appreciate Eric, that. You got I got the fi- two picks. My back final to turn. Back. This is my full. This is my full team here. Uh, I'm going to end the fourth round with my with my person on the ground. Our mission control, if you will. I think we got Han, Vi, and Jin in the field. I'm happy with that. I think we do need someone being like, all right, there's a security camera on your right. All right, our guy in the chair. Our guy in the chair. And I don't think there's any better guy in the chair. On this board, at all, <laughs> than Alphabet Squadron's Karen Aiden. Um, mm. I'm bringing him in here. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar with Alphabet Squadron, Karen Aiden, he's basically mission control for all of Alphabet Squadron's dealings. He he's a good spy. Also, Wes lifted the picture we're currently <laughs> showing on the screen from, like, a card <laughs> game. Um, what the hell? He's a balasaur for yep, the balas- audio listeners, yep, so it gives you a... Gives you an idea of what he's not he going to sell you like. death sticks. He's got gross um, little tentacles coming out of his head. That that's you know, right. They're, they're yeah, going to poke things. you like an ant. You know, like how ants listen to stuff. That's what he's going to do on your face. Just keep in mind. <laughs> so I have my Ant Man. Uh, no, I think he 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 just really has he has kind of a more hardline view of the Empire. He's he's a little intense, but I think he's going to give great intel. Jacob in the chat, if you ever finished Elephant Squadron, my guy, you would know who he is. <laughs> You've tried to read that book for two years. <laughs> uh, I'm just, uh, I'm quite frankly leader. surprised that this guy made the cut. <laughs> he's, he's if I'm being spy. honest. He's a huge <laughs> spy. He was, the, he was the first one that called in the want to be a part of this. He actually called in before we even yeah. did this draft. He, he was like, resume. hey. I need to be in something on your show because I only get mentioned during roundtables, and so That's put right. me on a draft. I, right. I actually then, respect this pick. I want to say that as someone who has read the Alphabet Squadron trilogy, well, we all we better all have. We've done roundtables on all of them. Uh, he's a great <laughs> character. He's a really actually intriguing character. If we just take a step back from like this draft and just say, you know, 
let's talk about the books for a second because it's kind of you know while we're here like he is one of the more intriguing characters i think in that series wondering kind of how things are going to go down which side he's kind of going to align with you never really know what he's mm-hmm. thinking so he's he's a good pick yeah yeah he is, he is there so he can try to manipulate or not manipulate but he's trying to get in the heads of these prisoners hopefully turned uh from imperial to uh to rebel and hopefully they don't screw over the rebels so he's there to make sure that these people are on the up and up yeah. that they actually want to turn over to the to the rebellion yeah, he's kind of like, yeah, like Stephanie says in the chat, he's a Nick Fury of Alphabet Squad, but also kind of like the Amanda Waller from Suicide Squad. Like, he's a nice mixture of, like, I'll kill you if I have to, but I also send you on missions, and I think that's important for Han to have, especially. I think you keep all my people in check, and then because I'm at the turn, my final member, I got, like Corey kind of said, I don't have a lot of loyalty morality in my team so far. <laughs> I'm going to end with... I think, based on the list here, one of the only moral people left here. Oh, oh, real quick. Fourth round recap. We had Galen Urso on Wes's team. We had Kyle Katarn at Charles's team. Corey picked up Mission Vow, slash maybe Zalbar. And I am going to end my team and start the final fifth round with one of the kind-hearted people on this list, I think. And that's Del Miko. Uh, from Battlefront Two, Hucks there. We said kind heart, you know. I mean, oh, but... he's he's the spy as well, <laughs> um, as he says. Uh, tell Miko from Battlefront Two. Also, uh, the Infer- I, be- I believe the Infernal Squad book. Um, he features in there quite a bit. Um, like Iden Versio does eventually turn to the rebellion, and like Wes has said for most of your team, he this guy has finally played both sides. He knows a lot. I didn't have a lot of Imperial knowledge on my team. Uh, Han kind of went to the academy for a bit, uh, but like Del Miko's been in it. Um, but now that he's seen it and come onto my side, I think he'll bring some valuable insight. And I'm really happy on him kind of balancing the more brutalistic tendencies, both of folks like Jin, uh, who might want to go a little hard at some points, but also Han has a little bit of chaos. And Del Miko is really kind of like a more by the books guy. Uh, which rounds me out with Han Solo, Vimarati. Jen Urso, Karen Aiden, and Delmico. Happy to pick him to, to round me out here. Mm. All right, strong choices, strong choices. Uh, we're here at the end now, uh, the final <laughs> round of this, and uh, slim pickings. Slim pickings, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> but, it does, but it doesn't mean it's a bad pick. No, That's no, true. it's just last. As long, yeah, it's. I'm a, I'm getting Mister or Mrs. Irrelevant, so you we'll are. See, we'll see what I end up with, but um, we'll see uh, if the pick that you have on your team rounds out your crew as a solid group or is like a splinter in the side of uh, of your of your heist. Yeah, uh, tough choices ahead, here. <laughs> tough choices here. Um, I think I have an obvious option though because i have a i have a good mix of smugglers and tech mission is kind of the tech guy you know yeah i need I a pilot that. i buy that i need a pilot that's what, that's I'm what the i need pilot. i'm the pilot. pilot i think the obvious answer here is taiko uh taiko selchu is my last pick um interesting guy 
Uh, <laughs> interesting that he's on here. He's uh, not Wed- Wedge's <laughs> brother. Uh, as yeah, not know. Wedge as we know him. <laughs> not Wedge. That's not a picture of Wedge. Although you could have fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> Seventies haircut in a rebel unit, rebel pilot uniform. <laughs> that is all these white guys look the same. That man. is a self portrait painted by Dennis Lawson. A hundred. That is hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Let's talk about Psycho Cell to a minute because this is a Legends character that a lot of folks may not be familiar with. Uh, interesting guy, um, Tycho. I'm going to kind of reference on the Wikipedia article here a little bit. Uh, Tycho is from Alderaan originally. And he served in Rogue Squadron. He's heavily featured in the uh, the, the X-wing books, the first couple especially. Um, and he's had he flew in. He flew at the Battle of Hoth. He flew at the Battle of Endor. And uh, he worked for the New Republic. And uh, he uh, dated Winter. And I guess they did. They end up together. Did Winter and Tycho marry? They get married. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, they do end up together. It's legal. Um, he, in the, you know, spoiler alert for the X-Wing books, uh, a little bit, um, he had a really crazy thing happen to him where he was, like, uh, captured by the Empire, sent to this insane prison where every single person that, uh, gets into this prison, they get, like, brainwashed, and then, like, they're, like, become sleeper agents, and they get activated, like, later on. Oh, right! And, uh, wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, and Tycho, like quote-unquote, escaped from the prison, and it kind of really messed up his relationship with New Republic And uh, because they were like, well, everybody else, they made it out of this prison. Like, <laughs> you know, they were sleeper agents, so they were just waiting for him to be, quote-unquote, activated at any given time. So it kind of it mm-hmm. kind of really threw a lot of weird political intrigue into he the go, He the goes stuff on that trial, and in the trial, yep. it's like the whole, or one of the major plot points in, I think it was Wedge's Gamble, uh, the second book in the X-Wing series. I think it's. I think he's been. I think it's the third one. If I Is it the third one? I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't read the third one yet. Yeah, I haven't read Kratos 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 yet. And it was one of those I feel two. like he was just arrested at the end of the second one. I'm pretty okay. sure. All uh, right, third one. Rereading these because they're re-releasing them with the Essential Legends collections. But overall, right. no he's doubt, a no doubt, no doubt. he's a really interesting character. He's loyal to no fault. I love the quote. This is the beginning of this. Um, the beginning of this. I'm going to read it because he was declared innocent. He says, "This is." Mon Mothma is speaking this. She says, This is Captain Tycho Seltu, a loyal son of the Alderaan and the New Republic as ever lived. He willingly chose to subject himself to a surrendering of his basic freedoms in order to bring the Empire down. Because of suspicions about what the Empire might have done to him, it was felt he could not be trusted. Yet this man refused to let those suspicions prevent him from doing all he could to destroy the Empire. Let there be no citizen of the New Republic who harbors suspicions about Tycho. His devotion to the New Republic is unquestioned. Mon Mothma in a public ceremony. Tell me that there's not a more loyal member of my team. Corey's trying to Damn. steal Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. Dang! Like, yeah, trying to borrow was on my Mon team. She's the one that's giving you <laughs> those I just want to throw out there. I just want to throw out there that uh, Tycho is not the only one that escapes the Lusankia, which was Isard's ship where they were brainwashing people. Corrin Horn did it, man. Corrin Horn did it, too. Oh, so it's... Yeah, so well. it's not a big deal. Not a big, everybody hey, can do it. Who, who could? Everybody can do it. What, nobody like it's hard? <laughs> He's not important. Like it's hard. <laughs> no, that's a good choice. That was going to be my choice. That's a solid pick. That's a solid yeah. pick. Um, not two- mine. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, well, you found out. Uh, now you know. Now you know. See, this is why. This is why these last couple pictures are so hard because you have to give like a four minute explanation of who the hell the damn character is. <laughs> <They are>. Yep. <laughs> Corey, all right. I all the people I didn't know who they were. Yeah, like, they Charles, can't all be you. Yeah. Good, good pick, Corey. You know, somebody West, else who needs a long explanation. <laughs> no, no. See, Wes, you're right. They can't all be A-list celebrities like Oppo Rensistis and Yariel Poof. <laughs> I'm in a, a Star Wars company. I know all about it. All right, Charles. We got two hey, left. Charles. <laughs> we all got right. two left. And no matter who you get, you have to say why they're good for your team, which is going to be really fun once you get the last pick. Yeah. This is tough because I'm going to choose my person as much to choose that person as I am to not choose the other person. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to choose Dash Rendar. Okay. I'm going to choose Dash, Dash Rendar, Rendar mostly because I don't want hooks. Uh, but <laughs> let's, let's just inspect Dash Rendar for a second. I like to think of Dash Rendar as like a food line brand Han Solo, if you will. Right, he's like, <laughs> sorry, Food Lion <laughs> is a southeastern uh, grocery store. For those of you that don't know, uh, Brookshire Brothers Han yeah. Solo. Yeah, he's, he's, he's off-brand Han Solo. Um, the it's not, it's not the Harris if you will. version. <laughs> it's not. I mean, he, like he's a Corellian. Like he's kind of like a '90s action hero esque kind of character, right? Dude, not, this photo that we have of him is—he oh, looks like is an it the action one figure from, from GI Joe. Pull it up. Pull it up. I don't even remember what it is. Pull it up. Uh, look at this yeah. photo. <laughs> yep. He what? is the '90s as uh, a picture. Like this guy is one hundred percent on steroids. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. This is. There is no doubt. Whatever time period he was in in the Star Wars galaxy was the same time period Mark McGuire was slugging him over the walls here in <laughs> in our yeah. world. God. I'll tell you that. Um, oh man. So yeah, I mean that's kind of how right. I, he's Universal Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. That. But that's kind of how I think of him. He's Corellian, right? Uh, he's kind of obviously like the rugged action hero kind of character. He flies a ship similar to uh, to the Falcon. It's like a YT something something called the Outrider, which is in a lot of stuff as well. So a few reasons to choose him. He's 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 the JV. He's the junior varsity Han Solo, and he's better than <laughs> Hux, and he's the best choice that I had. <laughs> All right, I just want to point out that the photo. Hey, Dash, you're here because you have to be. Sorry. Yeah, true. I just want to point out that the picture that they have of him on Wikipedia as the main photo on the legend side is atrocious. This what is guy it? looks like such a tool. Can you find it? I want to see it. You got you yeah, to pull yeah, it up. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Oh, my God. You have to. I forgot this was it. <laughs> Oh man, you definitely you definitely <laughs> used some selection to pick the photos. Good God, all the photos of him on this. Can this I is, just say that Matt, Matt Davenport, uh, our wonderful editor in the chat, said I was once oh called God, a Dollar is, General Kylo uh, Ren at the opening of episode yeah. seven. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Look at these okay. photos on this Wikipedia article, dear. Go look at that guy. Insane. He's not using steroids. Total Chad. Uh, he probably should. Total probably Chad. should start. His name is yeah, 100% Chad Rendar. Chad. That's not Dad. Chad, Chad Rendar. Chad Rendar. Chaz this, Rendar. Is, this guy is starting linebacker somewhere. <laughs> He's even got the shoulder pads. And a D three. I'm telling you, yes. all of the images on Wikipedia of Dash Rendar are just 
fantastic. I just I can't stop sharing them. Uh, this is ridiculous. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, anyway, Dash Rindar is an interesting character though from uh, from Legends as well. I like the quote that is on it's on this one as well. Wikipedia is typically pretty good at picking the quote. Um, can I read it, Charles? Do you mind? No, please. Yeah, he says, uh, this is Lando Calrissian that's talking. This is uh, Lando Calrissian on Dash Rindar. Says he, uh, he doesn't want to owe anybody. He doesn't want anybody to owe him. He works for whoever pays the most. He's downright magic with anything that flies. And he can pick wing nuts off a tabletop with a blaster without scorching the finish. He's a good man to <laughs> have at say. your back when the going gets hot as long as your money lasts. <laughs> okay. My, I love that. Well, if God. Corey can borrow Mon Mothma's <laughs> reputation to support him, I will borrow Lando's to support mine. Yeah. All right. Chad Rendar. I wanted, I was going to pick Dash Rendar over Hux, over my man Hux, who got, who got a, he got a bad rap. One of y'all should have picked him a long time before this. Hux rhymes with sucks, and there's a reason for it, Wes. (laughs) Please defend this this choice. I'm not, I'm not, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Dash Rendar had once said that Chewie was the brains of the operation, so that's why I wanted to bring him onto my squad, so he could, you know, he could upvote Chewie on some of the some of the things that we were going to be doing um, in our heist. But I select in the last pick of the of the spies and scandals draft. Select. I think I'm going to go with General Hux. So Armitage Hux, if you will. So Hux himself is. <laughs> Yes. He lasted the longest of the spies. He he held it together, <laughs> right yes, until true. the very end. Okay, <laughs> so Hux himself, um, he has subordinates. He can get people to do what he wants, right? So yep. he's like, yep. he can he can tell people to I don't know, go and put this bomb in this uh, underneath the the generator in in this star destroyer. And they'll do it just because uh, they're drones, and that's what those people do. So, you know, <laughs> they'll just drop it in there. But, or you can steal all the money and blame it on somebody else. It's like, it was obviously Jerry. Jerry was the one that stole it. Like, oh, we all hate Jerry. It's like, right, exactly. Oh, and by the way, shoot me in the arm so they think that this is a this is some kind of ploy. <laughs> so but, what you're saying, Wes, is that you don't really care if you win. You just want me, Charles, and Eric to lose. That's correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Fair, fair, fair. It's not it's not a bad pick for my team, whereas I have I guess I oh man, I have three spies. I have three spies in Mon Mothma, Galen Urso, and General Hux. Yep. So like what Charles had said, uh, more intelligence isn't terrible. Yep. Um but um, I'm happy. I'm happy with my draft. So, but you can, uh, uh, recount everybody's everybody's picks of your yeah. of your spies. Who do you think whose binoculars you think have the most eye holes? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what quad dogs? Quad dogs, <laughs> man. We talked about that in the in the Rise of Skywalker because there's yeah. like there's like two or three different oh, scenes there. where they're holding binoculars and each time it looks like there's like there's like more little oh, eye hole quirks. You remember yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, all right. Yeah. So I just wanna to throw shade one last time. Not that I have to throw shade at Hux because it's Hux. But, but you love to. He's the only one on this list. He's the only spy, excuse me, on this list who admits to being the spy and he dies like three scenes later. So it's true. You know. It's true. <clears throat> he saved the rebellion. He helped, he saved he the helped dream. win the war. <laughs> win the <you. laughs> war. Can't argue with that logic. 
Jenner Rebellion. All right. So, yeah, let's go around. We'll give you guys our final picks. Again, for those of you that are familiar with our drafts, we'll try to put these up on our Twitter later this week. Uh, there's a poll. You better vote for your favorites. It'll go through our next show. Uh, our set off, my crew is Han Solo, Vi Marathi, Jen Urso, Karen Aiden, and Del Mico. And then Corey. I have. Then... Oh, wow. <laughs> I appreciate that. Like I have Lando Calrissian, Tobias Beckett, Val, Mission Val, which, you know, slash Zelbar. I'm not sure if that's fair. Tycho. <laughs> Selchu. How do you say his name, by the way? Is this Selchu? We've been saying said. Selchu. I'm going to go with Selchu. it. I always said Selchu when I read the books, but I've never listened to an audio book, so I don't know. Yeah. I wonder if his... I like it. I, th- I think they said Selchu, because... Anyway, I'm pretty sure they said Selchu. Anyway. Selchu. Selchu. Yeah. I'll whatever. take it. All right. All right. Charles, how about My you? team is Cassian Andor, Dexter Jetster, Winter Selchu, Kyle Katarn, and Dash Rendor. And for the Legends Look Back fans... Dash Renda. Dash Renda. Um, my squad for the ultimate heist is Mon Mothma, Chewbacca, Aiden Versio, Galen Urso, and best pick of the draft, Armitage Hux. Armitage Hux. Hmm. <laughs> Hux. Such a great crew. Again, like we said at the top of the show, if you're listening... Uh, I want to know who you would pick on your own teams. Throw it in the YouTube comments. Hit us up on Twitter, Discord, wherever you want. Who do you think is the best spy, and why is it Hux? Uh, why is he? Why should we have all picked him number one? Really? <laughs> why will we all look back on this and be like, we, we messed up? Um, he knows all the secrets. He knows all the secrets. Will you vote for the, for the team that has the best choice, or best chance of success, <clears> or... <throat> Will you take the Corey route and just go for the popular vote? I don't know. We're going to find out. It's all it takes. (laughs) But before we get out of here, I do want to remind everybody, like we said, uh, next week, which is September 5th live and then uh, September 8th and 9th, if you're on our audio listeners, we will be doing our Padawan roundtable. This will be a one-part roundtable going over the latest uh, YA novel following Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then after that is our Andor preview show. Uh, The show did get pushed. But it doesn't mean we can't be excited for it. We're going to go through everything we know, talk about what we're most stoked for, um, and really just kind of be really excited for the next phase of Star Wars television. And then after that, we're doing our full two-part Princess in the Scoundrel roundtable. So that's our next few shows coming up, um, all, for all of which, Corey will be in Hawaii. So, you know, we're going to see how this works. I'm excited about it. Um, <laughs> fellas, any last words to the, to the grateful audience? Uh to kind of pitch yourself, to say why they should choose you and why you should win this. Uh, Corey, you're coming off a victory from our last one by the numbers, so I'm going to let you go first. Uh, tell, tell the people why they should recrown you as champion. I think, you know, once you win one, it's easy to win others. And uh, I, think my team, <laughs> think, that? I think my team speaks for itself. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, I hope everybody listens to this before they start voting. That's amazing. That's exactly what you said. Yeah. <laughs> it was easy enough to vote for me in the first place. Just do it again. That's right. <laughs> All right, I like you it. Know what to, you know what to do, listeners. You know what to do. <laughs> As Saul Guerrero would say, you know what to do. Uh, Wes, how about you, dude? I think I have a well-rounded group. 
I, I had a good strategy of getting people on the inside, but also have, um, have ties to the rebellion. I have people that were also with the Empire for the majority of their life mm-hmm. until they died. But I also have muscle. I have people who, who have to do great parkour. I mean, parkour is popular, right? <laughs> the parkour. So, of course. I, I, have a, I have a very well-rounded group. So I have a oh, – how, how can I put a – I have the um, – I have the New England Patriots of two years ago, the, the year that they lost Tom Brady, when they actually they won eight games without Tom Brady. You're losing the audience too, yeah. Wes. You're losing the audience too. <laughs> Well, I, I got Emma's vote. <laughs> That's fair. You said it mentioned the freaking Pats. All right, Charles. All right. Why'd you build the best team? So thus far, by Corey's logic, I have a pretty good record with our drafts, if you go back and look. So, yeah, vote for me, apparently, because of that. By Wes's logic, I think I have a – I'm going to say arguably the most well-rounded team. Uh, out of any of them, if you really go through and look at what each person provides that the others on the list can't, and you have the most arms out of everybody. I do on. have the <laughs> most by arms. numbers. <laughs> I do have the most arms, and finally, I want to say this. I don't know if, if our listeners will actually do this, but consider where we all were in the draft. Consider what we did with the one position, the two position, the three, and the four. Wow! Right. <laughs> You can only work with what you got. Wes was fourth, and he got stuck with Hux, so don't penalize him for that, right? Look at the rest of the teams and where we picked in the order. All right, that's fair. Eric? That's fair. I I will end by uh, just saying I think I have a a team that will never quit. I think that between Jen Erso and Han Solo and Del Mico, a lot of O's, um, they just always keep pushing and I also have the most variety. I got an original trilogy. I got Rogue One. I got a Galaxy's Edge. I got a book only, and I got a Battlefront. I am I am all over Star Wars. Everyone's coming together. Um, you know I, where the most heart gets you, Eric? Second place. <laughs> is this is that a replacements reference? <laughs> um, go watch the replacements, everyone, and draft day. Uh, but overall, audience, I'm not going to tell you what to do because you know what? You're smart. You're great. You know what, You're smart. You, you're great. You know how to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the right choice is. And I want to thank you all for following us on another one of these draft episodes. Uh, I love doing these, again, especially this time of year. They're always fun to kind of just give a little chaos into the show. Uh, but I do hope you all come back the next couple of weeks as we talk about, again, more of these Star Wars books we love so much. There's so much, so, so much that's been releasing lately that we've loved. And, uh, again... Let us know if we did a good job on these. And if you want to see more drafts, see more shows, let us know what kind of things you like. Again, we exist only to serve you because we love you so much. But on that note, my friends, that will do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much. Be sure to check out that commentary that recently got uploaded and let us know your thoughts on The Rise of Skywalker as well. A special thank you goes out to Brian Dooley, Patrick Ortiz, Earl Q, Robert Thomas, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at Corey M. Helton. It's just going to be pictures of my ties for a while. Charles is at C. Hankel, and Wes is at Boss Wes. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, and our Dollar General, Kylo Ren. 
Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey Charles and Wes for potting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for watching the show and listening wherever you are. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.